Welcome to the Pay Yourself First podcast. My name is Chris Jolly, and I'm on a mission to financially empower millions of entrepreneurs. I want you to make and keep more money so that you can begin implementing and turbocharging a plan for creating financial freedom your way during the life cycle of your current business without spending a ton of time or becoming a professional investor. You see, most of the financial teachings out there are made for employees, not entrepreneurs. If you wouldn't listen to someone who doesn't have kids about parenting, why take business financial advice from someone without a business? Are you ready to break free of bad advice and follow the trail of other uncommon entrepreneurs so you can get from where you are now to the lifestyle you were aiming to create when you started your business? Then stick around. Here comes another episode of Pay Yourself First, where the only investment we offer is the one you make in yourself. All right, everybody, welcome back to the show. I'm very excited today, as I always am, because we have another amazing entrepreneur with us today. Her name is Crystal Sky, and she's calling in today from Santa Fe. She's a coach consultant, and she owns a horse farm where she does horse somatic healing as well, which is really interesting. She's going to tell us a little bit more about that. So Crystal, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. I really appreciate it. Hey, guys, I'm really excited to be on here and very honored to speak to you and your audience. Awesome. Thanks so much for taking the time out of your day. I know you're going to have a lot of value to deliver to the audience out there, and I'm sure it's going to be a lot of fun for everybody involved. Thank you so much for coming on. And without any further ado, why don't you tell us a little bit more about what it is that you do in your business and who you serve and all that great stuff. Yeah, definitely. I'd love to. So 841 Horse Experiences is derived off of a foundation where we dive in deeper with ourselves, semantic healing, sacred journey work through the work of horses. I always tell people my animals are my children because <laughs> I don't have humans, but they are the master coaches. They are the master therapists. They're, they're the master healers. And they just have so much healing powers. And they reflect a lot about what people are doing and how they're presenting themselves to the world and to our colleagues and to our business even and our clients. So our business is derived off of energy connection, mindfulness, meditation, and sacred journey work within your own self. The 841 is based off of the angel numbers. So when you collect them together, it means that it's continuous eternal success. And it also represents unlimited abundance as well, good health and well-being. Awesome. Now I'm going to stop you there for a sec. Uh, I know what angel numbers are. And I think a lot of people out there do, but in case anybody doesn't, can you just give them a real quick uh, overview of what that is? Yeah, definitely. So just a basic understanding is in the spiritual realm. So whenever you start to see numbers, especially repetitive or in bulk numbers, they can be messages from angels and your spiritual guides. If you see 1111 a lot, that's a very powerful uh, number to be seeing. So 841 as a collective is really powerful for abundance and prosperity. Awesome. I love it. Now, can you tell us how you got into this? I'm guessing you probably have been around horses for most of your life, but I'll let you tell the whole story. Yeah, no, actually, I've always been an animal lover. And growing up, when I was younger, I wasn't allowed to have any animals. I started businesses when I was really little. I remember when I was five years old, I started a waitress business where my aunts and uncles would come over and I would take their orders and my mom would be the cook. And I would like at five years old, make everybody tip me. And I started making my own money that way. But with horses, it was actually my husband. We've been married for coming up on 17 years in May, but he was the one that really truly opened the door for me to having horses, being a horse mother and just the horsemanship world. So I started my journey with horses probably around 17 years ago when I met him and I fell in love with it. 
I fell in love with everything that they had to give me. My first horse ride was with my husband in a place called Anderson's Field, which is the Los Poblanos in uh, North Valley, Albuquerque, New Mexico. And that was my first trail ride being on a horse. And I absolutely loved it. Amazing. Now, I think most people know what semantic therapy is and everybody knows what a horse is. But can you explain what the two of them are when they're together and what that looks like? I'd love to. For somatic healing, it's a lot of energy healing. It's a lot of deep diving. It's sacred journey work. And we can do a sacred journey facilitation here. But when we combine the modalities of somatic healing and horse energetic healing, it really amplifies who we are and it amplifies, it pulls out the strengths that we have inside of us. Horses have a very specific way of pulling out the best versions of ourselves and making us believe in ourselves. They really pull out confidence. And before we go outside with the horses, we go into our covered arena. There's yoga mats on sand and we do some sacred journey work with ourselves getting ourselves aligned mind body soul spirit and energy we do a lot of breath work here in mindfulness and i also a sound bath master so i facilitate sound baths as well and so we get into that space we collect and we renew ourselves and then when we do that we take our energy that we've worked on to make better and we go outside with the horses and we present ourselves and then they start to understand what is it that this person needs it happens instantaneous people will either cry they'll laugh they'll get some kind of emotion and they're moved in some kind of way when we do the prep work to present ourselves to the horses and i will say horses understand energy on such a deeper level than humans do the horse really tells me a lot of stuff that the person's doing in their lives. For example, body language is huge. I think it's 70 or 80% of our body language is spoken and communicated to somebody before our words are even projected. And so when we present ourselves to a horse, the horse tells us, oh, this person's not walking with confidence or this person has a lot of insecurities. So when we combine the somantic healing and sacred journey work with horse interaction, it changes the dynamic and it increases the success level and the transformational results as well. Amazing. Now, what do you find are some of the main reasons people come to you? What are they looking to get out of the experience or to achieve? Yes, everybody's experience is so different. And I always ask this question at the end, what was your experience coming into this? And what is your experience leaving? People from all over the world almost have the same exact answer. I thought we were coming in to do some exercises and I was going to pick up a few things, tips and tricks that make myself better. Or maybe I just came to enjoy the experience of the horse or I came in to feel some type of lightness when I leave. And so that's basic what people are saying when they're coming. But when they leave, it's like, it's just tears of joy. And they're like, I'm crying tears of joy because it was in this little time that we spent together, I felt the biggest transformation. And so across the board, when people are leaving, the experience that they get is a transformational outcome of really good results that they never thought they needed. All right. Now, I, I talked to a lot of coaches and consultants on the podcast, but your business is different than anybody that I've interviewed so far. So what is a challenge that you face working with horses and people? Uh, I think that a big challenge is finding people that are open to an innovative way of improving themselves. I think that a lot of times people are still stuck in a traditional 
way of doing stuff. If you're hitting roadblocks, a lot of people will still go down that same path, even though they've been down it 16 times and it's not working. So a lot of what I find as a challenge is how do I market on a global scale? Because I'm just not at a local scale. I'm on a global scale. And how do I make my herd, because that's what we call ourselves here, our herd. How do we make our herd here actually be heard to, to the world? How do we market to people that are willing to take that chance and investment on themselves in doing something that is what you can be called untraditional ways of coaching or consulting or sacred journey work. And what are you doing to market to those people? Have you found something that works really well? Are you still working the kinks out on that? Still working on that journey. I'm still developing new ways. I've been a, a business developer my whole life. My, my business degree is from Anderson School of Business. I have a double bachelor's in business and a minor in fine arts. And I've helped many businesses. I've helped many private sectors. And I always tell people is whenever you think you know it all, that's when you run into trouble. Yeah. So I always say that I have not found the golden ticket in reaching the people that I want, but I think I'm doing pretty good at it. Now, I want to ask you uh, a few more direct questions about the business itself. And first, I want you to imagine that your business is like a garden hose. And the money that comes into your business is like the water that flows through the hose. Now, we're all aware that a hose can get turned over itself and get a kink in it, which cuts off that flow. So what would you say is the biggest kink in your business right now that's stopping more money from coming into it? I definitely think there's a couple of them that I can think of. One is I definitely want to have more money to market because marketing and money do go hand in hand. And the other thing is, again, just going back to finding people that are really open to receiving and not being so cut off on, I've never heard of this modality, so I don't know if it works. And so I get a group of people that are really excited about it and tell their friends and family. And that really helps because direct marketing brings people. But what I want to do is I want those people to share their experiences globally. So it brings more people. And I think that's one of the thing is like a catch 22 in our business is that even though we're doing really well, I want to just get to another level. And to be able to do that is sometimes a little difficult difficult with either either funds for marketing or just awakening people to new modalities of uh, elevation. Yeah, absolutely. That makes sense. Now, as far as the business this year, if you could get one thing accomplished inside the business by the end of the year, what would that one thing be? I think if we could hone in on one thing, it would definitely be changing people's mindsets to be open-minded and understanding to try something new, something you've never heard of and believe in the modality itself and to make a wave, not just locally, but globally and, and helping people at any level of success, because it's easy when you have a lot of money, right? Because you could do a lot of things, but when you have a little limited amount of money, how do you make that work? How does the money work for you? And I think changing the mindset and really honing in on spirituality and energy and mindfulness and connection and helping people to understand that your greatest success, really, you already have it, but how do you unleash it? I absolutely love it. I think too, that it's so easy for people to stick with what they know it's comfortable for them. And I bet for a lot of people being around the horses probably brings them out of their comfort zone, which helps you shake things up and rearrange the way that you look at things. 
Definitely. Very cool. Okay. Now you mentioned that you have been entrepreneurial from a very young age. Is that something that was instilled in you by your family and the environment? Or is that just something that you came here knowing you were meant to do? It's, it's an interesting question because it's always a little hard for me to answer. I will say that I grew up in a very ghetto part of town. Like it's so ghetto, I don't even think there's a zip code for it. Like it's it's really ghetto. When I was little, I would get dressed and put makeup in my mom's high heels and I would stand on the dining room table and I would sing like I was a singer. And I would have a little tip jar so people would leave tips. And when I started like making my own money, my mom and dad were like, look, you made like $3 today. And they would like always cheer me on. Like So then I started a little waitress business where I started to take people's orders, bring their plates. And then as part of the entertainment, I would set up my little karaoke machine. And again, I'd have a tip jar. So I was always making money when I was little. And in elementary school, I had a little business where little boys and little girls, if they liked each other, they could write each other notes and I would deliver it. So I was always doing something randomly strange, but always doing something to make money. A lot of it is me believing in myself, getting outside the box. And from an early age, my parents were like, if you believe you can have the wealthiest business, you will own it. You just have to believe it and know it. And I think that's where my business background and my law of attraction background really started. And then everything else grew from there. Now, I want to ask you a little bit about the business degree, because there's definitely a big gap between what you're taught about business when you go to school to learn business and what you actually learn in the field as an entrepreneur doing a business. What was that like for you? What are some things that maybe you didn't get in the school that you then found out you could have used in the business or what surprised you that was different? I probably will get thrown rocks by saying this, but I really felt like school. I've never cared for school personally, but I made a promise. And when I make a promise, I complete it. So I did and I, I fulfilled that. But what I will say is having a business degree only gave me the opportunities to say I have this paper and I completed something. It's really pretty and it has my name and like really cool lettering. Most of everything that I've been taught in my own business have been through trial and error and experience and just doing it just going out there and doing it. And if it fails and learning from my own mistakes. So I think people that want to get their business degree, please go out there and do it because you could get some great things like maybe meeting people, like socializing, meeting some professors, meeting some other peers, things like that. I think that would be great. But I don't think that going to school is going to give you this magical business. I think it's you just getting in there and getting in the grind and hustling. I am a big hustler um, in addition. And so my biggest thing is, is I just go out there, I go outside the box and I just blast people with what I do in a very soft and gentle way. But I go out there and I'm vocal about what we do. Don't wait until you finish school and then start your business because going to school and then having your business are going to be two different experiences. And you're going to learn so much more having a business than you would just talking about it. Yeah, absolutely. And if you start the business while you're in school, hopefully by the time you graduate, you'll be making enough money to pay off all those student loans. Definitely, for sure. Yeah. All right, Crystal. Now, I want you to set the business aside for a second. So let's forget about revenue and numbers and all that kind of stuff. And I just want to know, what is your biggest personal financial goal? Oh, I love it. My biggest personal financial goal. I want to become a multimillionaire and billionaire. 
And I want to create so much abundance and wealth that I'm able to not just take care of my loved ones and my family, but really help people globally, people that are struggling. I want to be able to just have so many billions of dollars that I could really help fund some people that that are really showing up for themselves and are putting in that hustle. And maybe they just need a little bit of help. I want to be able to do that for them. That's what I want. Amazing. I love that. And I love that you'll actually come out and say that because I know there are lots of people out there who would love to be multimillionaires or billionaires, but the number of people who will actually announce it in public is probably a lot smaller because then you start thinking, who am I to do that? How am I going to do that? What are people going to think of me? And all of these things come in and crowd that out. So I love that you just put it out there. Yeah. And and the truth is that in my cells and in my gut and in my heart and in my whole entire being, I really believe that I'm going to be a billionaire very soon. It's going to happen for us really soon. Amazing. The belief is crucial. I can't wait. Really excited for you. Now, Crystal, tell me a little bit. You touched on it, I think, what you were just saying. But tell me a little bit about what financial freedom means to you. So when you do get to that point that you're a billionaire, or at least you're making all the money you could need, and you don't have to be there every day in your business if you don't want to, and your time is your own, what are you going to do? That's really funny, but I love watching our clients transform. And it's so emotional for me when I can, and I know I I get a little teary when I say this, but my, my thing that I love so much is watching people grow and transform into the best versions of themselves. When I can see somebody and they come in with no confidence and they leave with even half the confidence that they didn't even know they had. So I think for me, when we do become billionaires, I think that I just want to maybe expand our center And I still am going to be very much involved in in helping people and sound baths. So I don't really think anything's going to change except maybe getting another horse and, and maybe traveling a little bit more with my husband, but also involved in that traveling is me doing sound bath concerts around the globe. I just want to amplify it. And I don't think that's going to change. Yeah, amazing. And that's what I find so often when I speak to entrepreneurs. And and one of the reasons I really love doing these interviews is when you ask people what they're going to do when they don't have to work anymore, so many people are expecting them to say, oh, I'm going to go sit on a beach and drink margaritas and you'll never hear from me again. But at least for entrepreneurs, that's not what they're looking to do. Maybe a little bit here and there, right? But they do what they do because they love it. And when you love doing something, you don't stop doing it because you have money. You just do more of it and you don't worry about the money. Exactly. And momentum is a big part of it. The more you do something you love, you get momentum. And when you build momentum, then the money starts flowing. And when the money starts flowing, it's a cycle. And so to be able to give is to be able to receive as well. Yeah, absolutely. That's so crucial. Now, Crystal, as a billionaire in training, do you have (laughs) a like a written plan that you follow as you work towards financial freedom? Or what does that look like for you? My, My path is pretty simple. I manifest it, I believe it, I execute it, and I surround myself with people that have really good energy. So for me, I'm already on the path. So I'm just open to receiving the opportunity or opportunities that are going to present themselves, and I'm ready for that. So I know that the presentation of becoming a billionaire is going to happen for me. And I don't need to know how it's going to happen necessarily. I just need to know that it will happen and believe that it will and be open to receiving it when it does happen. And 
also being active in the sense of, yes, I'm not going to just sit on the couch and become a billionaire. But what I am going to do is I'm going to make meaningful relationships. I'm going to reach out to people I've never talked to before. I'm going to shout out from the rooftops what I do in my business and heal people and let that energy ripple into the universe. And I know that the the, the right time and the right person will come along and it will take our business to the next level. And that would probably be what I'm looking for in that miracle. And it will happen. Awesome. Crystal, it's been a real pleasure having you on the podcast. Now, before I let you go, can you tell people who are interested in you and the work that you do where they can go to find out more? Of course, I'd love to. You can find me on Instagram at crystal underscore sky. You can also find us on our website, which is 841horseexperiences.com. And then you can also just give me an email as well at uh, lovepositivity84 at gmail.com. Awesome. And then the last question I have for you is, do you have any parting words or a piece of advice for other entrepreneurs out there? Yeah, I think anybody who is getting started or has been started for a long time and feeling discouraged, the biggest part that I would have to say is Never give up on yourself, never give up on what your work is and what your worth is. And don't be afraid to reach out and try new things. Don't go for the traditional things of marketing or consulting or this. Go outside the box. Be your own icon. When you become an icon and you brand yourself, then, then that's what that's what really sets you apart. And so do things that other people are not willing to do. And don't stop doing it. Keep the hustle, keep the grind. Yeah, 100%. Awesome. Thanks for that. Crystal, it's been an absolute blast. Thanks again for coming on. Yeah, I appreciate it. I'm very grateful to all of you. Namaste. Absolutely. And to everybody out there, if you had an absolute blast listening to this and you haven't subscribed to the podcast yet, please go ahead and do that. And if you can leave us one of those five-star reviews, that helps out a ton and helps to get the word out to more entrepreneurs. And if you happen to be a really outstanding entrepreneur like our guest Crystal is, and you'd love to come on the show, we want to talk to you. To do that, you can go to pyfpodcast.com. That's the letters pyfpodcast.com. And we'll talk to you there. We'll see you all next time. Crystal, thanks again. Thank you. If you've listened this far, chances are you're an entrepreneur looking to become more financially literate and create financial freedom for yourself from your business. The Pay Yourself First podcast is definitely here to help with that. My goal is to continue to share what I've learned about using your business as the tool to create financial freedom. But let's face it, it would take me years to share with you everything you need to know via these episodes. Creating financial freedom is something that most people never even consider, let alone make a plan for or take action towards. It's something almost no one was taught anything about. Doing it as an entrepreneur is even more challenging, especially without support. So if you're ready to get clear on what financial freedom looks like for you, come up with an action plan and get the support systems and accountability you need, I invite you to consider the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur. I created the program to help entrepreneurs just like you get a handle on their personal and business finances and start building confidently towards financial freedom. And it's how you can discover ways to take 10 years off your retirement, add an extra five or six figures to your portfolio, and finally get clear on what numbers you should be tracking in your business and why. Together, we'll gain clarity around your financial goals and what being financially free would actually look like for you. Then we'll put together a customized game plan to get you there and the accountability to see you through. And by the way, you're also going to get all the spreadsheets you need to run your numbers 
lifetime access to the materials, including any updates, and entry into our members-only community. In addition to all the knowledge, coaching, community, and systems that you need to create financial freedom from your business, you'll also receive a free financial assessment, a retirement planning session, and guided meditation aimed at helping you embody the feeling of true financial freedom. So yeah, you can just listen to the free content on these podcasts to help you move towards becoming a financially free entrepreneur. And sure, you'll likely see some results, or you can make the decision to commit to learning, implementing, and embodying what you need to know to create the financially free life you dreamed of when you started your business journey. Click the link in the show notes to answer a quick questionnaire, and you'll be on your way to joining the Abundantly Infinite Entrepreneur.